if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420. The answer It's going to be a little more muted today, a little bit more quiet. So uh, we'll pot up the uh, microphone as high as we can here so that you can hear me. If I try to overexert today, I will go dark, meaning uh, my voice will fail completely. So I'm going to try to be understated today uh, and uh, do our best to, go, to work our way through this. Like I said yesterday, doing a little bit of extra radio really takes a little bit of a toll on the pipes. So uh, we'll do our best today. But I do have three great guests whose voices are going to be fine that we'll tell you about here in just a moment. Uh, and they will have plenty to say about these issues. But I do want to start, as we do each and every day now, on the uh, Bob France Authority with a pause for the Pledge of Allegiance. And yes, once again, I want to invite the children to step forward and lead us because they are the ones whose national pride we need to stoke more than anyone else. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to a public for which it stands, one nation, under God, Indivisible for liberty and justice for all. Amen, young man. Amen. Very well done. Thank you for that. It is, by the way, a Thursday, the 18th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord 2021. We want to get that part in as well. I want to start this morning on the southern border. If you think that the illegal immigration issue that is plaguing this country right now, which is really, really pushing its way to the top of the list, of our concerns. And I say pushing, not there, because I still believe the attack on our free speech and our constitutional rights through the cancel culture and more is the biggest defining issue of our time. But right now, the surge at our southern border is getting so bad and the situation is becoming so dire and so desperate. People People have no idea if you think it's a problem just for Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and California, and that they're staying in those southwestern states, um, and it's not impacting people in middle America, flyover country, or even over along the East Coast, you're, you, you, you've got to open your eyes a little bit. This is impacting and is going to impact all of us. The surge at the border right now is beyond a dangerous time. Um, Drug traffickers 
and human traffickers are literally getting rich. They're getting rich and they're victimizing more people than ever before because of the extraordinary lax border security policies put in place by the Biden administration and the promise that if you do get in here, you won't be sent back. Deportation moratorium. Also promised that you will get excuse me, a pathway to citizenship as long as you're here. It's the whistle that uh, that Joe Biden blew that uh, maybe kind of like a conch shell from the from the beach. Just just sounding the, uh, you know, the all, you know, all call the call all, I guess I'm trying to find a way to say that, but sounding the alarm that says come now, uh, the time is right to come to the United States. Now, Joe Biden um, is refusing to do two things. Number one, he's refusing to acknowledge the crisis for what it is, and that is a crisis. But number two, and this is even more telling. He was asked by a reporter as he headed for Marine One yesterday. Now, he won't stand there and just do impromptu impromptu press conferences the way Donald Trump used to. But he did lean in, uh, and with his feeble ears and hearing, leaned into a question when somebody said, are you going to go to the border and check it out for yourself? And he said, no, not right now, no plans. Why would the President of the United States not want to go down to the border? We are talking about facilities down there that, it's, that are at 700% capacity. You understand that? That means a, a, a shelter built for 100 has 700. A shelter built for 1,000 has 7,000. Seven times the capacity. They are overrun in all of the facilities that they have to try to house children separated children from their families, not by the government any more than they were by Donald Trump's government, separated by the parents who literally send their unaccompanied minors up to uh, the border and hope they make it across. And if they do, yay, yay for us. Now we can petition to go be with our children. But why would Joe Biden not want to go down there and see that firsthand? And the answer is because Joe Biden doesn't go anywhere alone. You know who goes where Joe Biden goes? The press pool does. Right now, the mainstream media is in a Biden blackout of the border crisis. The media isn't allowed to go down there and have access to the facilities, the overrun facilities, and more. They're just not allowed. They're not permitted to do so. They're being blacked out. If Biden goes to the border, the press pool goes with him, cameras go with him, and then we can get a first-hand look at what's really going on down there at the border and the danger that it poses, not just for those border states, but for all of us. So Biden won't go. Kevin McCarthy and Republicans went down on Monday, but again, the media is not doing anything to try to bring the real story. Let me read this from Byron York in the Washington Examiner, so you get an idea what I'm talking about. The descriptions sound bad, and they are bad. But in the world of media and politics, what stirs popular outrage in a story like this is pictures. It's one thing for Americans to read descriptions of young people in jail cells. It's another thing for Americans to see photos and videos of young people in jail cells. Remember the uproar over the Trump administration's so-called kids in cages policy? It was stoked by media organizations showing pictures of what was happening. So now, the Biden White House appears to be determined not to let Americans see what's going on. 
The administration has not given the press access to the detention facilities, nor has it given access to the nonprofit lawyers, even though administra- the administration is legally required to do so. On the migrant issue, there is a Biden blackout. All right, that's Byron York in the Washington Examiner, and it's spot on. Nobody is allowed to see what is going on down there because it will spark outrage and emotion, which, of course, is what they did during the Trump administration. So how did we get here? This is the part of the story that I want you to hear. Speaking to George Stephanopoulos one-on-one on Sunday... Joe, and of course, this is friendly territory, George Stephanopoulos being the former communications director for Bill Clinton in the Clinton White House for eight years. Um, speaking to George Stephanopoulos on ABC, Joe Biden said this about the surge of the border. The idea that Joe Biden said come, because I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy and I won't do They're saying this. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. They're not. The idea that they're coming because Joe Biden said come is ridiculous because I'm a nice guy. Stephanopoulos says, yeah, but they're saying that. They're here because you have indicated that that you'll welcome them. So, well, they're not. Now, that was from three days ago. I want to go back now to September, not of 2020, but of 2019, when the Democrat debates were going on. There was an interview that was conducted on Univision, and moderator Jorge Ramos was asking Joe Biden whether or not he regretted, as vice president under Barack Obama, the deportation of three million people. Are you ready to acknowledge that that was a mistake, that that was the wrong thing to do? And Joe Biden essentially said, yes, but we were still better than what Donald Trump had done before dropping this gem about what he would do if he becomes president of the United States. This is September 12th, during a debate of 2019, Joe Biden promising this if he is president. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. Did, did you hear that? If I become what I would president, do as president, there's several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. If I am president, I would make sure that there is, that we would immediately make a surge at the border. He literally said, I am going to create a surge of um, asylum seekers at the border. Because that's what they deserve, and that's who we are. Three days ago, he said... We're sending back people to... First of all, the idea that Joe Biden said come, because I I heard the other day that they're they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy, and I won't do something. They're saying this. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. They're not. He literally is enacting, in 2021, a promise that he made to create a surge at the border back in 2019. Now, let's also go back to two months ago. Actually, one month ago. This was, February. in fact, almost one month to the day. February 17th, the CNN town hall. Anderson Cooper asks Joe Biden the following. Just to be clear, though, uh, I, and I know you're going to be announcing stuff later this week, or that's what I've heard. Um, 
you do want a pathway to citizenship yes. for ele- roughly 11 million undocumented immigrants, yes. and that would be essential in any bill for you. Well, yes. Now, I'm not a math major. I was an English major. But I can put two plus two together. The first two is Joe Biden saying on September 12th, 2019, that I will create a surge at the border. I will create a surge of asylum seekers at the border because they deserve to be heard, and that's what we do. Then the other two is, I do support giving a pathway to citizenship to the illegal aliens that are in this country. Now, that first two plus the second two equals four. Yet somehow, Joe Biden then says three days ago, oh, the idea that there's a surge at the borders because I asked for it is is nonsense. It's ludicrous. Wait a minute. You told them you wanted a surge. Then you said, by the way, if you get in, I will create a legal pathway to citizenship for you. But now you're denying that they're lined up there because of you? I mean, I, I feel like this is just like a, a, a kabuki theater. This is this is this is a, a sideshow. It's a it's a circus. I, I call it what you want to call it, but this can't be real. He pledged to create a surge at the border of illegal aliens, would be asylum seekers who were seeking asylum from the other side of the border under Donald Trump under an agreement uh, made with the president of Mexico. So he says, I'm going to create this surge. By the way, when you get here, surgers, I'm going to let you stay. But, oh, by the way, it's not me that wanted you to come. I mean, and then there's and then there's his spokesperson, his mouthpiece, Madam Circleback. Madam Circleback, Jen Psaki, said that the situation at the border is challenging, not because of Joe Biden's orders for a surge, but... Well, the situation on the ground is certainly challenging, in part because we inherited a dismantled system. Because we inherited a dismantled system? The system that was mantled before you got here had border crossings at a record low for decades. The building of the border wall. The establishment of the policy with the president of Mexico that said any asylum seekers that cross through your land to try to come here to our land, wait for the hearings on your side of the border because they disappear once they get here. The system wasn't broken. The system wasn't dismantled. It was very much mantled. Your guy dismantled it on Inauguration Day when he signed the order to stop the construction of the wall and to end the policy of uh, uh, asylum seekers staying in Mexico. Along with sounding the whistle or blowing the conch shell or whatever I just said before about come now, this is the time to get to the United States. The situation was not dismantled before you took it over. You literally are the ones who dismantled it. I've got more for you right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 925. We continue on this Thursday edition of The Authority. I had to resort to, uh, excuse me, I had to resort to uh, Tom Brady. In order to illustrate the conch shell call that I was uh, kind of kind of using to describe what Joe Biden is doing to illegal immigrants here, do you remember this commercial right before 
the start of the NFL season. Tom Brady, who had just moved on from New England for the first time in his 21 years in the league to another team, he went to Tampa, and he was calling Rob Gronkowski out of retirement to come and join him there. It was, it was the first thing that I thought of when I was taught, making the conch shell reference. So, uh, <laughs> a little tired, but Gronk reporting. So Gronk answered the conch shell call. And that, do you understand the point now? I hope <clears throat> the point of that was. Indeed, that's Joe Biden may as well just been standing near the southern border and picked that conch shell up and sounded the uh, you know the call to any illegal aliens or would be asylum seekers get here and get here now. I mean that's how blatant it was and that it is. And yet he declares to uh, George Stephanopoulos, oh, the idea that I just called everybody in. The idea that Joe Biden said come, because uh, I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy. It's not just because you're a nice guy. It's because you told them to come. And you promised, you bragged about that when you were doing the interview on uh, Univision. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border all those people are seeking asylum they deserve to be heard that's who we are they deserve to be heard if they're seeking asylum because that's who we are first of all they do not they do not deserve anything if they get anything it's because of our graciousness we do extend our graciousness only when we have capacity to do so we do not tell millions and millions of Americans who are unemployed because of the government's overreaction to COVID-19 that they now have to compete for jobs with millions and millions of asylum seekers and illegal aliens coming into this country. This is not what anybody deserves. It is a, it is a, an opportunity that is extended when we are in a position to extend the opportunity. But instead, Biden goes out there and literally declares, I want you to come and surge at the border, and when you get here... You do want a pathway to citizenship yes. for ele- roughly 11 million undocumented immigrants, yes. and that would be essential in any bill for you. Well, yes. It just doesn't get much more plain than this. The only other thing I want to offer here is the Secretary of Health and Human Services and are not Health and Human Services, my apologies, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, which is certainly much different, much more important than this, responding to a question by Shejack, Sheila Jackson Lee. My apologies now for making you hear her voice uh, because it is the voice of idiocy. Uh, but uh, she is talking about the security of the border, and Andrew, uh, excuse me, Alejandro Mayorkas said this about the border. In this country. Mr. Secretary? Congresswoman, the border is secure. And the border is not open. Congresswoman, the border is secure and the border is not open. Joe Biden has issued a moratorium on all deportations. Joe Biden has issued a call for asylum seekers to come to the United States. Joe Biden has told those seekers that if you get here, we will give you a pathway to citizenship. And his DHS secretary is trying to tell us that the border is secure and the border is not open. You know, sometimes there's a difficult way to describe things, uh, you know, because there's lying and then there's bald face, out and out, completely um, transparently lying. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I mean, they're not even trying to hide it. They're just lying in the out and open 
about what they are doing here and what the impact will be in the United States. And you just heard a small part of that. Coming up after the news, which is now, we're going to talk more about this with the Center for Immigration Studies Executive Director, Mark Krikorian. He'll join us next on AM 1420, The Answer. One bill would give legal status to some two million so-called dreamers, people brought to the U.S. illegally as children. Another would give green cards to around a million farm workers. Republican Congressman Matt Gates plans to vote no on both, accusing Democrats of trying to seize power through mass immigration, telling Fox News. Our goal is to ensure that the American people are protected, that the American worker is protected, and that we protect our national security. Both pieces of legislation are expected to pass... Both pieces of legislation, not sure why that got cut off, are expected to pass the House of Representatives and then move on to the Senate where it might be a more contentious fight. Uh, one guy who also will not be supporting it is Representative Troy Nels from Texas. The human traffickers are benefiting from this. The drug traffickers are benefiting from this. Yeah, Joe okay. Biden's administration is aiding and abetting in the trafficking of persons. He's complicit in this, okay. and it must stop. He must reverse course. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say when you look back at what Joe Biden literally said he would do before he became president. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. Mission accomplished, Joe Biden. They are surging to the border and creating a humanitarian crisis you refuse to acknowledge exists. One man who knows all about it is the executive director at the Center for Immigration Studies, Studies Mark Krikorian, who joins us now to analyze all of this on AM 1420, The Answer. Mark, good morning. Good to talk to you again. How are you? Good morning. Glad to be here. So let's talk first, Mark, about the bills. Um, you just heard the description, and, and I think Matt Gates said it very well. You know, they can couch this in humanitarian and asylum and being good people, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line here is the Democrat Party has a mission here, and that is to create a whole bunch of new millions of new voters. And the best way to do that is to import all of these uh, illegal aliens and then give them voting rights and citizenship, right? Yeah, I mean... Generally, there's that's part of it. There's more to it. But these bills that are going to be voted on today really are directed specifically toward uh, the next presidential election because they amnesty, like the description said, maybe something like three million, maybe more mm-hmm. uh, illegal immigrants who are here. But it accelerates their ability to get citizenship so that they will be able to get citizenship in time to vote in the 2024 election. It's very um, intentional in these particular bills. And, um, you know, like, I... To, well, before you go on, Mark, what about that. that 3 million? The, the the DACA recipients that were supposed to be, you know, decided on... Remember, DACA stands for Deferred Action. It's, it it's doesn't mean you get to stay forever. It's just that the action on your, um, you know, your deportation for being here illegally is going to be deferred. Well, then it was, like, well, they're going to be allowed to stay. They're going to be allowed to stay forever. And it's a question of whether it would be just as residents or as actual full voting citizens. But, Mark, there were only 700,000 of them, maybe 800,000 tops. Where does this 3 million come from? The good question. Uh, the three million is the two bills put together. It's two million and then some, maybe. Between two and 2.3 million is what they estimate mm-hmm. for the Dreamer bill because the reason it's more than just the people who got work permits 
from Obama's illegal DACA program is that they're counting, first of all, all the people who could have applied but didn't and are expanding the eligibility to include more people. So it's actually they're kind of trying to do a bait and switch by saying, well, this is just for people that we've already given work permits to. And, you know, what's the big deal? No, it's it's like three times the size of the number of people Obama unlawfully gave work permits to way back in 2012. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at it that way, that was nine years ago. Many of these DACA recipients at the time uh, were in their teens. You know, they were minors, but they were in their teens, and now they're in their 20s, and they're having families of their own. So they're having actual American citizens because they're, you know, because of birthright citizenship here. So the number of people that have to be protected here, as you say, being expanded to those who were eligible but chose not to apply for DACA, as well as expanding now the uh, the um, uh, opportunity along with their family members, it's going to work. They're going to create just, you know, generations of new liberal Democrat voters. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, because because of chain migration and the rest of our legal immigration system, regular legal immigration, the people, you know, these so-called dreamers, if and when they get this and get citizenship, then get to bring, get their parents amnestied as well, in a sense. In other words, get right. petitioned for their parents to get green cards. Their parents were adults when they came here. They knew what they were doing. The whole point of this dreamer thing was that these people who are now adults, actually some of them are in their late 30s at this point, um, <laughs> were minors. And so they weren't legally responsible for what they did. Well, their parents were. Why, why would their parents be benefiting from this? And yet they would be. Well, and, you know, let's bring that current now to the current crisis at the border, the surge of, of uh, unaccompanied minors. People talk about, you know, we have to take care of these minors. We can't turn around these 10-year-olds and send them back. Well, why are they here? And the answer is what you just said from DACA. Parents send them up here with mules or, or uh, you know, traffickers to get them into the United States. Then suddenly, you know, you got thousands of unaccompanied minors in the United States. What are we going to do? We can't find foster care for all of them. We can't put, put them all up in, in, in homes and shelters. So what do we do? Well, we have to send for the parents. Get the parents from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, or whatever, up in here to take care of their kids. And now suddenly the whole family is here illegally. And in fact, uh, often that, that is in fact what the Democrats have said openly they want to do. But in many cases, the parents are already here Ill- as illegally, and they left the kids back with grandma in the old country. And, and basically, uh, Biden has invited them to pay smugglers to bring the kids up to the border. They're not unaccompanied. They cross the border without the smugglers. Smugglers give them a discount because they only bring them to the border. They mm-hmm. cross the border without anybody, but they have their parents' phone number and everything um, with them, and most are teenagers anyway, and uh, they flag down the Border Patrol. And then the U.S. taxpayer finishes the smuggling conspiracy by delivering those teenagers to their illegal immigrant relatives in the U.S. free of charge. So there's many different versions of the same scam, and I wouldn't even call it a conspiracy because right. people tend to dismiss conspiracies as being just that, fiction. Uh, but these are scams, and these things are really going on. We're talking with Mark Krikorian, the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. Um, you heard the clip that I played, <clears throat> Troy Nels from uh, Texas congressman from texas uh declared that joe biden literally is facilitating and is complicit in human trafficking what can you tell us about that part of the threat of what's going on at the southern border not just talking about kids being smuggled in for the scam purposes you just described but other kids 
and women who are being trafficked across the border for obviously much more nefarious purposes. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, usually the, the terminology usually you use is smuggling is when people are in on it. In other mm. words, they're paying for it and they know what's going on. Trafficking is when people are kidnapped or tricked for usually sex <laughs> purposes or forced labor. And if you have lots of illegal immigration, a lot of it is going to be that kind of trafficking, sex trafficking and other things. Even some of these unaccompanied minors who came over, teenagers, were delivered by the government, this was under uh, Obama, to people who claimed to be their relatives but actually just forced them to work on farms and things. So, uh, you know, if you, if you don't enforce the immigration law across the board, you're going to have a lot of these kind of exploit, exploitative instances, as well as just regular people who are trying to scam the system. You can't say, okay, we're going to have a lot of illegal immigration, but by golly, we're going to make sure there's no exploitation of people. You can't. It doesn't work that way. Mark, what does it say to you that Biden won't come to the border himself and see what's going on? He was asked as he uh, boarded uh, Marine One yesterday if he has any plans to go to the border, and he said no, not, not now. Um, what does that well, say to you? I mean, it's a couple of things. First of all, they don't, they don't want it to seem like it's a crisis. If he goes there, then obviously there's an emergency that he has to respond to. And they well, want FEMA's to already been deployed, so I mean, how is it I not know. an emergency with the Federal Emergency Management Agency there, right? Uh, of course, and I mean, everybody, this is, you know, you can say two plus two equals five, but it doesn't. And they're, they're trying to say it's not a crisis, it's just a stressful challenge. But my point is the optics of the president going there would communicate that it's a much bigger deal than they are pretending that it is. And the other thing is that the president's handlers, the people who actually point him in the right direction and tell him what to say, are frankly kind of afraid of what would happen if you put him in front of cameras in that kind of situation. And that's why you just don't see very much of the guy. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're not also afraid of those cameras, not just catching Joe Biden saying stupid things, but catches things that they don't want people to see. Uh, Byron York wrote about this, that there is essentially a Biden blackout. They are not allowing press to have access to the facilities down there that are overrun because the pictures and images would be, you know, you know would cause an outrage among the American people. They were quick to show the pictures and images of what they called kids in cages during the Trump years, um, because that's what they wanted to do, was to shock people and to make people outraged at the Trump administration. So if Biden doesn't go down there, the press pool doesn't go with him. If he does, the White House press corps gets to come with him, cameras rolling, and then the people would actually see what's going on down there. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. And, you know, the kids in cages thing was basically a lie when they were saying it about Trump, and it would be a lie if they said it now. I mean, the cages thing was baloney. It was, they were, in fact, chain-length dividers to keep adult illegal immigrants separate from underage illegal immigrants. I actually think that's a pretty good idea. I'm for that. Nobody was in cages. They were dividers, and that's, I guarantee you, that's the situation on, in these Border Patrol stations, especially the more remote ones near the border, that basically can't handle this crush of people. The administration, though, is dead set on making sure no pictures of that get out because, you know, they'd be exposed as the 
hypocrites that they are. Well, and the other thing is, now what they're using in place of the chain link separators, which you're a thousand percent right, I was for that as well. People made that out to be what the left wanted it to be, which was cages. No, you can't put children in with adults in the same you know facilities uh, unless their parents can be verified, because it could be very dangerous for them. So we separate them with fencing. That's, that's what you do. But now... Um, Mark Kerkorian, they're using these shipping containers with bars on the little windows inside them, by the way, which make them look like jail cells. But most importantly, cameras can't see inside. In the chain link, you could see the kids laying underneath those foil blankets, you know, for warmth and all these other kind of things. We can't see how these kids are being kept now because they're in different types of things that look a lot more like cages to me than what they called cages a few years ago. Yeah, it's pretty convenient. And of course, you notice nobody in the Legacy media is screaming about kids in containers, kids in containers. They're only, you know, it was kids in cages before. Now it's, well, it's young people in facilities. You know, I mean, it's, it's remarkable how the legacy media, uh, carries water for this administration. It's, it's sort of the semi-official media like you see in third world countries. Yeah. Well, they're not asking any questions whatsoever of Joe Biden and anything they ask Jen Psaki, they just allow her to lie and they don't follow up. She literally said, we're not keeping kids in cages and we're not separating people. They are literally doing exactly that. And no curious press member is challenging on it. Uh, I want to give you one more clip here, a short one from uh, Senator John Kennedy, who says, I have the answer or we have the answer on how to fix all of this. Hey, can fix this by just re-implementing the Trump administration proposals, plans that were working. If he doesn't know how to do it, he can call Secretary Chad Wolf. He hasn't done that. It was working. We had the lowest amount of crossings last year uh, in, in, in a number of years because the wall was being built. Joe Biden literally undid all of that with a, stro- a few strokes of the pen on Inauguration Day. There's no chance he's going to go back to the Trump administration uh, uh, policies that were working. So, Mark, last thought from you then is where do we go forward from here? Do we, does this just continue and get worse, or is there any way of actually stanching the, the, the flow across that border? I mean, of course, like the senator said, there is a way to stop the flow, but this administration will not do it. So the question you just asked, where do we go from here, is probably what they're asking at the White House every day now. I don't know that there's an exit ramp for this administration. Uh, what they're hoping for is that Mexico will, uh, you know, crack enough heads and uh, stop this uh, flow in the southern part of its own country to keep the Central Americans out so that our TV cameras don't see it. In other words, so that Mexico does our job for us. And then the other half, sort of the other shoe dropping that this administration hopes for, is they are setting up a situation where they want to be processing these people in Central America and flying them directly into the U.S. so that the news cameras can't see them. Uh, and I really hope that some Republican congressmen file suit once this program is underway because it really smells pretty illegal to me. You're talking about the amnesty hearings where you are, that, that Biden referenced. He mentioned that at the tail end of that Stephanopoulos right. conversation. He's telling people, don't come to the border now. Stay where you are, and you can apply for asylum there. In other words, we'll fly out there to where you are and recruit you to bring you across. Bingo. And uh, this is a... Continuation and expansion of something Obama started, but Obama was very cautious and limited in this program. These guys are going to radically expand it. And it's basically, you know, making an end run 
around the rest of the immigration law by setting up their own separate parallel immigration system, in effect, and bringing in what could well be hundreds of thousands of people outside the regular system of legal immigration. Does CIS Mark Kerkorian have a ballpark cost of what this is going to be to the American people? Because I'm looking at school resources. I'm looking at health care resources. And I'm looking at, quite frankly, jobs. A bunch of low or unskilled laborers coming in who don't speak English. They're going to be competing with lower skilled laborers here in the United States, many of whom are unemployed because of the pandemic and businesses that were shut down. There's got to be a cost figure on, on this unchecked flow of, uh, of illegals and asylum seekers. We don't have a number yet because we're not even sure what the size of this thing is going to be, but we're talking about billions, tens of billions. And when you figure Social Security and Medicare, you know, way down the road, you're talking probably hundreds of billions. Probably, probably, probably into the trillions. I think you're right, um, but that's uh, that's the direction we're headed. Mark Krikorian, executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, I really appreciate you providing the insight on all of all of this. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Bye. All right. It is 9.52 now. We'll take a time out. Come right back on AM 1420 The Answer. Hi, Bob. This is Kitty Murray. I'm from Avon Lake. Um, I just heard your uh, discussion about Joe from Bratnall, and thank you for that. I hear him every Sunday on Thomas Kelly's show, and I always I wish I could respond to the things he says. So here's my response. Thank you for what you said. Um, he's wrong, wrong, wrong. Thank you. Bye. Kitty, you did a great job of responding. <laughs> it's, it doesn't say much. Can't say much more than that. He's just wrong, wrong, wrong. And I think you could probably add in "dumb, dumb, dumb" uh, to you know illustrate why he's wrong, wrong, wrong. But uh, yeah, very well said. Uh, I love the message line. If you are into uh, the program and you want, you've got something to say, you got something to respond to, and you can't get through while we're live, leave us a message the way Kitty just did at two one six. 525-1806. That is the off-air message line. We can indeed play calls from it, like we just did, but that is the off-air line at 216-525-1806. And of course, we welcome the uh, regular on-air lines at two or calls at 216-901-0945 and 888-1110. Uh, so just to kind of put a, a cap on the conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, that we just had with um, uh, with Mark Krikorian, Troy Nels pretty much nailed it when he described uh, Joe Biden. He has, you know, is complicit in human trafficking. There, there, you know, the, the left likes to say there's blood on Donald Trump's hands because of this policy or that. They can never make the actual connection. There is literal blood on the hands of anybody who is making the, you know, the conch shell call to come to the uh, or conch shell call to come to the United States now, and with it comes all of the criminals, guns. Drugs, human trafficking, and so much more. Gangs, and they're all coming. Troy Nels was a thousand percent correct. When you, you, you tell these people, hey, come on into our southern border, you're going to see an increase in crime. You're going to see an increase in migrant migration. You're going to see an increase of victims. There's no question about it. 
The human traffickers are benefiting from this. The drug traffickers are benefiting from this. Yeah, Joe okay. Biden's administration is aiding and abetting in the trafficking of persons. He's complicit in this, okay. and it must stop. He must reverse course. And meanwhile, the White House just continues to lie. Well, the situation on the ground is certainly challenging, in part because we inherited a dismantled system that wasn't prepared for uh, <laughs> processing asylum requests um, that had left in place um, uh, the Remain in Mexico program where uh, people were in a camp that was um, did not have the conditions that we felt well, I, I think what I'm conveying to you is that we are less than 60 days, about 60 days in. Uh, we are working to uh, re to repair what has been an unprepared and dismantled system. It's going to take some time. Uh, our policy is that we're obviously going I still say that listening to Jen Psaki speak every day is like listening to the kid who was assigned to do a book report an oral book report, but only read the jacket cover. Maybe you were that kid. I think I did it once or twice in elementary school. You had to read a book and then do the book report. And you look at, crap, I didn't read it. You read the inside jacket cover, the back jacket cover, and you try to wing it and try to hope. Just completely unprepared, don't know any of the facts, don't know any of the situations, but just, well, the thing I'm trying to convey to you is um, um, it was dismantled, you see, and it was um, it was unprepared, and we're trying to repair that, which was unprepared, and uh, she just sounds so buffoonish, so cartoonish. And if I could find another unish, she is probably that too. News time now, Dr. Piper next, AM 14.